0: Hey guys, this is Pastor Daniel, and I am uh, starting our episode number four of our Supercharged uh, podcast, uh, where we look at different leadership qualities and leadership development. And in essence, we're actually going through something that we call a leadership pipeline. Uh, and we'll kind of get to some of that in other episodes. But we're going to look today at this idea that character trumps competency the character over competency the character is more important than competencies and if you recall from some previous podcasts when we talk about leadership um, we describe it as two sides to the same coin and uh, one side is character and that is a personality traits attributes about yourself or the person and then the other side is competencies and those competencies are skills uh, maybe some of them are natural, maybe some of them are developed, but they're skills. And both are really important. And we talked in the past about how oftentimes in the, in the church world, we, we avoid really teaching skills. We just sort of assume that if you have really good character, the skills come naturally, which they don't. They need to be developed. And um, so we, we are going to focus a good bit on building competencies in the course of doing leadership podcasts. Now, with that said, before we can even get to that we need to talk about character and and the uh, kind of what it is which we did a little bit i think in the last episode but even more important we need to talk about why it's more important than competency <laughs> so even though the the focus of a lot of our podcasts and a lot of our lessons are going to be about building skills and competencies we, we we still have to keep the priorities straight the priority is character is always going to be more important than uh, your, your competencies, your skills in all leadership aspects, and even more so accentuated in the church world. Now, now Proverbs 28.6 says, better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. So, even the Bible would say, look, better to be poor, better to be struggling. But have good character and good integrity than to be wealthy and uh, have a character problem. So, let me r- briefly, and you don't need to, you know, write it all down or remember all of these things. But let me briefly talk about what, how we kind of classify the categories of character in our leadership pipeline. And uh, down the road, you know, we're going to get into how we categorize. Uh, the, the specific and essential skills and competencies in leadership, particularly inside the church. Uh, but from a character standpoint, we have nine, which is a lot. Nine is a lot to, to recall and remember. Um, but let me just walk through them. okay? So, so nine characteristics that we believe are critical to, uh, for leadership and different types of leaders. Now, here's the first one. The first one is authenticity. And you could also call that integrity, right? Authenticity or integrity, um, uh, truth, really. You know, being a person who's honest. And uh, the second one is vulnerability, and that's about openness. The third one is accountability. Now, that's really about correctability. You know, being being willing to be corrected, being open to be corrected, uh, being a learner. Uh, but accountability is is very important. Third or fourth. So we got authenticity, vulnerability, accountability. Fourth is gentleness. Uh, we can, that, that we could also call that reasonableness. Uh, the Bible actually will take some verses, like Philippians four five, and depending on the translation, translate one is gen, you know one translation will say you know be famous for your reasonableness, and another translation will say be, say, be famous for your gentleness. So authenticity, vulnerability, accountability, gentleness. The fifth is joyfulness or, or just hope. The Bible says we 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 need to have hope, and we need to be ready to give a defense for our hope. The sixth is humility, and humility is an under or an overlooked attribute of character that is really important, not just in the church world. Um, There's a bestseller in the leadership world for for secularity that is, um, you can read about in a book called Humilitas that really just talks about how the highest performing CEOs in the secular world uh, really have this great characteristic of humility. So, authenticity, vulnerability, accountability, gentleness, joyfulness, humility, and then our last three compassion. Uh, you could also call that empathy, generosity, and grit. And the last one's very important grit. The Bible would call that steadfastness. I, I would call it grit. Now, if you ever pop up our leadership pipeline and take a look at this on the characteristic side, You'll find all the Bible references for each of these nine, authenticity, vulnerability, accountability, gentleness, joyfulness, humility, compassion, generosity, and grit, and uh, why we believe the Bible says these are important, and then you can kind of see how that plays out. But I don't want to go through all those today. What I want to talk to you about is just to answer five questions, and those five questions are really about why character—you should always remember that character matters more when it comes to leadership than anything else— uh, and I, that does not excuse you from working and developing on your leadership skills and your discipleship skills, which are essentially still leadership skills. Uh, but it does mean that character matters more. So m- my premise here is that if we were to take a young person or an emerging leader potentially – and we were to begin to focus on training them in these competencies, in these uh, skills of leadership to make them a better leader. But they lack the necessary character of a leader. Um, we're not even doing leadership development. So, so if, you're, if you're teaching someone, like, let's say, good communication skills, um, how to cast vision, uh, you know, th- these types of things. But they lack fundamental character. Like like non-negotiable characteristics. You're not doing leadership development. You're actually, you're actually training a con artist. You're you're training a manipulator. You're training someone that you're gonna that's gonna have these really good skills to influence people, but not the integrity and the character to back up what they're doing and how they're leading. And so they won't end up leading at all. They won't end up positively influencing. They'll end up manipulating. And remember there's a very fine line between influencing and manipulating. Right. So essentially, if you look up the definitions of influencing and manipulating, they're very, very similar. It's about someone having an impact on someone else and getting them to change their behavior or their response or to go do something, you know, call, call them to action or stop them from action, call them to inaction. The difference between manipulation and influence is simply about whose benefit it's for. If it's for your benefit, or for a greater good, or if it's for uh, others' benefit, you know we we would probably call that influence. But but when it's for my own benefit, when I'm doing it for selfish reasons, uh, we do typically call that manipulation. And granted, subjectively, those things call, um, you know, we 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 kind of label things sometimes subjectively the, the wrong way, just depending on our own our uh, uh, bias and things like that. Uh, but I would say they're they are manipulation and influence are very similar and, uh, you can easily step over, you know, from one to the other. And, and, and frankly, what keeps you on the influence side when you're leading, when you're discipling versus manipulating is character. And that's why it matters so much. So my premise, training somebody in a bunch of leadership skills to make them a better, you know, disciple or with skills, better communicator, better, better vision caster, you know, these types of skills who lacks, fundamental characteristics, good character, uh, is dangerous. You're making a more powerful manipulator. You got to be super careful about that. And that's why character is such a big deal. And we'll talk a little bit about how much influence we really have to change character, because that's, the, I think, the hardest part. So my first question I want to answer, and I want you to think about, is have you ever met someone like this? Do you, Can you think of someone that you know, either now or in your past, that has these, has good skills, good leadership skills, good influencing skills, speaking skills, communication, galvanizing, can rally people together, can cause them to do something, can talk them into things, whatever you want to call it. Lots of skills, but no character or not enough character. Cause I can think of these people. In fact, I can think of someone in my past that had a tremendous impact, negative impact on my life. When I was a teen, he was a pastor's kid and man, he could talk the talk. He could communicate. He could convince people of stuff. He could, he was an influencer except most of it was actually manipulation. I just didn't realize it. But he had no character. Um, and and to this day, like his life has gone downhill. He's far, far, far from God and um, not someone that is pursuing the Lord at all. But, but boy, did he uh, present himself that way when I was in high school and when I was friends with him. And I thought, man, this is such gonna, gonna be such a great man of God and someone that loves the Lord and loves the church and loves me and, and in actuality didn't love any of us. And uh, it had a devastating effect on my life. And so I can tell you from first person experience that uh, the skills are not more important than the character. The character matters. And someone that has more skills than character is actually more dangerous, not more beneficial. It's not like you can take someone that has these really great skills. So this is, this is what you often see, right? You'll be in the church or you'll be in your job place and you'll see someone has these great skills. And you're thinking, man, that, that person has so much promise, so much potential but their character's not there. And the problem is they're not that close. We trick ourselves into thinking, man, they're really close. You know, if they would just be more honest, <laughs> if they'd just be, I mean, you know, something on the character side, but the problem is no, no, they're not that close. Until the character gets there, they're not close. Um, and you can't change character. You can point it out. You can you can point out, you can highlight it. You can call them to it. You can You can put it in front of them, but you can't change it. They have to change it. The Holy Spirit has to change it. You can't change it. Uh, so maybe you can think of someone like that. The second question is this. How do we, you, I, anyone else, if we want to be good leaders, how do, we, um, how do we vet, how do we check uh, individuals before we turn them into leaders, before we grant them authority in an organization in our church? How do we, how do we check for that character? How do we do character checks? because I think this is a really important thing, right? If you talk about church hurt and how people get hurt in church, how do we ensure that we're putting the right people into positions of authority, positions of leadership in our church? That's, that's a tough question, but vetting is very important. Here's what I would say we do, and, and, and we've had different versions of this over time, is we do a lot of investigation and conversation around the individual, not just with them, so we talk to people that know the individual best. We talk to people that serve beside them. We talk to spouse. We talk to friends. We talk to what, I, what I'm really looking for when it comes to vetting someone. Uh, you may have heard this, this type of advice when you're giving someone advice about like dating someone or thinking about marrying someone. You really want to have been around an individual when they've gone through loss when they've gone through some sort of maybe devastating event in their life, when they've been wrong and been corrected, right? I wanna I want to find the, them at their, their worst places in life through suffering, through trials, through tribulation, uh, through loss, through grief, uh, through correction, maybe even through anger. Why? Because I wanna see when the rubber meets the road, when things get really difficult, I wanna see, that's when character really comes out, right? That's when we can't just cover it up. I wanna see how they act I want to see how they react. I want to see uh, how correctable they are. Like like those are the times. And so I'm asking about those things about the, an individual before I put them into leadership. I'm trying to find people around them, trying to find peer recommendations. People have served with them, served around them, know them. I'm poking, trying to to, to check in on character. and And some of this is discernment you know some of this comes with making some mistakes putting the wrong people in the wrong places at different times and learning your lesson of what it takes to really be patient uh to watch and observe and walk with people to observe their character all right a uh, 3 what what are non-negotiable character what i would call holes like holes in their character what are things non-negotiable like like can I, I read off nine characteristics right that's a lot um, can you be weak or, or or poor at some of those and still be a leader or get into leadership start working on it? yes absolutely right um, look you can uh, you can you can be weak at some of these you can be weak at generosity you could be a little bit weak at compassion and empathy you could be weak at some of these and, and need to work on them. we all are we all need to work on some of these characteristics I think there's there's a couple big areas the number one area you can't have a hole, you can't have a, a, an absence of character in is integrity. You, you cannot be dishonest. Um, you'll, you'll lose everything. You, you can't put a dishonest person into leadership of any type. And until honesty is uh, dealt with, until integrity becomes you know real, you're going to have a tough time. Now, some of the other ones, if they're extreme enough problems, can create issues. Someone that just is not humble... Uh, and it's very prideful. It's going to be almost impossible to work with in leadership. Uh, but some of the other ones, you know, openness, vulnerability. Some people aren't super open. It takes time and trust. Uh, correctability. Not everybody is very correctable. In fact, lots of us struggle with being correctable and accountable. Uh, gentleness, you know, a lot of rough around the edges people. So I think there's some areas where you maybe you're not great at, you, you're still okay, but you can't be dishonest. Humility is a huge one, right? Too much pride, and we're just not going to be able to work on anything. And then probably the third would be grit. That would be some level of consistency, steadfastness in your life for us to really be working on leadership and put you into some sort of leadership position. Because if you just give up the moment things get tough, I mean, you can't lead. You can't lead at all. So non-negotiables for me to get started putting someone into a position of authority, authenticity, humility, and grit you got to have some some minimum levels of that for certain or else you're just dangerous, you're just very dangerous. All right. Uh, maybe you have some. And uh, I've read off those nine. You can kind of think through that. And you can kind of think about where you think you are strongest and where you think you're weakest. And we'll come kind of probably end of this episode uh, with an assignment where you kind of, you talk through that a little bit with people that know you best. All right. Number four, question number four I had, impact of poor character as a leader. Whew man, is there is there a bigger impact than a leader with poor character? Is there a bigger negative impact in the church, in a business, in an organization, than someone with authority who's supposed to lead who has poor character? I don't think so. Because you can be really poor in certain skills and you can make a mess of things as a leader. But when you have poor character, you devastate people. And uh, it's one of the worst things is taking someone that doesn't have the requisite character, putting them into a position of authority, and then they wreak devastation uh, in an organization. All right. And then question number five, how do you get good character? Well, if it's so important, if it's such a big deal, if it trumps even the skills, how do we get it? How do we fix a problem? Uh, how do we grow in our character? What a, what a wonderful question and not an easy question either. So, let me read you a couple verses that I think are a lot of fun and that kind of force us to think about a little bit in terms of the, the growth of character. Let me read you just the first couple of verses in James chapter one. In James chapter one, starting in verse two, James says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So difficulty, James is saying, count it joy when you meet difficulty. And most of us don't count difficulty as joy. And here's why you should count a difficulty as joy, according to Paul. Oh, Peter. <laughs> James, man, it's going to name all the apostles. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. That's grit. So there's one of our characteristics. Uh, testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfa- steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So, James says that if you want to grow in your steadfastness and in your in your uh, grit, that you need difficulties, you need trials, you need tribulations, you need failures, you need things that aren't going right because they test you. And then over time, that testing actually grows you. I think that is an interesting thing because how do you replicate that? That's very difficult. We don't Welcome difficulties into our life. We certainly, I hope, are not trying to put difficulties in our life. And yet we can all look at times, I think, where we've gone through difficulties and realize, yeah, we grew in that. I, our church can attest to real character growth because of difficulties in the last few years. Uh, let me read to you from Romans chapter five. I think here's another, this is now the Apostle Paul uh, talking. And I want To read you some more about this idea of suffering and trials and difficulties so in romans chapter 5 verse 3 paul says this not only that but we rejoice in our sufferings there it is again knowing that suffering produces endurance Endurance is another word for steadfastness. That's another word for grit. So now Paul's saying what James said in a different chapter, in a different book, to a different set of people. Not only that we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces, you ready for it? Character. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit's been given to us. So for the Christian, for the Christian, the answer to how to get good character is to go through difficulties, to go through difficulties. Now, realize what I'm saying to you. I'm saying the character is the most important thing that a leader can have, that if you take someone and you put them into a position of authority and they don't have the right character, they don't have enough character, they don't have a minimum level of character, they're gonna create devastation and they're gonna wreck everything. And that the only way, that I've just told you according to the bible that I that I've read and there may be other things but I'm the only thing I've told you so far is that the only way to produce character is to suffer. That's a tough formula. My dad used to call it taking your licks. You got to take your licks, meaning you got to lose some. You got you got to go through difficulty and trial. You got to go through failure. You got to mess up. You got to make a mess of things. You got to have things that are tough in your life to produce character. Now, I would add a couple other things. I would tell you that there's this wonderful process that happens when we go through suffering, we go through trials, we go through grief, we go through uh, the valleys that cause us either to cling to the Lord or run from him And if we want to grow in our character, we need to learn to be more desperate for the Lord, to really desire Him, to be urgent for Him, uh, to open ourselves up to what the Holy Spirit would want to do in the transformation of our lives. But we have to give Him the the time and and space to do that. And that happens more often than not in suffering, in difficulty, in trial, in anxiety, in uh, areas where we think there might not be hope. And uh, we put more of a focus and dependency on the Lord. And then we are transformed because of that. And so if you're trying to grow leaders and you think that they have to grow in character, there is not a quick fix. There's no microwave to get there. You can't just dial it up or give them a couple of podcasts. You got to do life with them. And you got to be around them at the point where life finally gets difficult. Maybe life's too easy. I mean, in 2022, let's be honest, life is, we live in America, life's pretty easy. We don't want to say that, but it is. But if you're doing life with them, when things get really hard and you can walk in, you can open up scripture, you can point to the truth and the hope of the gospel in their life. You can show them when their character is off and when it's not biblical, when it's not gospel oriented, uh, there's an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to do really great work through mentorship, through discipleship, through the Bible, through scripture, through prayer. Um... Now, here's what I want you to do with all of these things that we just talked about. I want you to uh, think about those nine things, authenticity, vulnerability, accountability, gentleness, joyfulness, humility, compassion, generosity, and grit. And I want you to talk to your mentor. I want you to talk to your spouse, your your close friends, the people that know you well. And I want you to ask them, "What are where am I strongest? Where am I weakest? Think about that. Where, where is the real work that has to happen? I think that's a a wonderful place for you to begin to put a finger on some things that the Lord needs to do in your life in order to grow your character so that ultimately you can be a better disciple maker. We love you. Uh, Thanks for listening to this podcast, and I will talk to you soon.